50. That's a number. It is indeed a number. The big 5-0. We're so old. We're so old. We're, we are getting ready to retire. And by that, we mean we have like $2 in retirement. Yeah. We need we need one of those like over-the-hill cakes. <laughs> We're about ready to get our AARP card. <laughs> You get discounts at Outback with an AARP card. Man, I need an AARP card. Right? Get all the discounts. Right? What? What is 50 is the silver anniversary, isn't it? Oh, how would I know that? I don't know. Google, what is a silver anniversary? Wedding anniversary names common to, the most, to most nations include silver's 25th, we are at golden. Oh, snap. We're gold. Yeah, we knew that. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> hi, hi. To the most golden edition of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. Episode number 50. If this was like a video game, this would be Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA Gold Edition, which would include pretty much like all the DLC and stuff. Like mm-hmm. It'd be our fake Game of the Year edition, but we didn't win Game of the Year. But we're not going to be like those jerks who put out a Game of the Year edition when they didn't win Game of the Year. We're just going to put out our Gold Edition. Mm-hmm. We're like Killer Instinct Gold. <laughs> Anyways, hello. This is episode number 50, The Big Five O. I'm Jared, joined as always by... The golden. I was going to say you're the golden star, but that's Koto Ibushi. <laughs> the golden co host. Yay! That's Anladium. Hi! And today, we're going to talk about a golden video game. Here on this podcast, we have conversations about anime, video games, and manga. It's actually pretty red. I mean, there's a hint of gold on the cover. Yeah, but it's mostly red. It's mostly red. Yeah. We're going to talk about one of Al's favorite games. We are. Have you ever given a like a definitive list of like your top five favorite games? Because I don't think you have. It it changes yeah, pretty much like fair. daily. Um, I would put this definitely in my top ten. It's that sounds about right. My favorite of this particular series. It's like, like I told you, I think this is like, it depends on the day. Like, this is either yeah. number two or number three. It's basically this and six can, like, interchange for me. I would put this above six for me, but it would be, like, two. And it, this would be number one, then six would be number two, and then I would think three would be number three. See, for me, it's three and then either four or six. Yeah. Four and six are fabulous, but four is what we're focusing on yes. today. We're here to talk to you about Apollo Justice Ace Attorney, or the Japanese phrase, Gaiakuten Saiban 4, Ace Attorney 4. Mm-hmm. The fourth Ace Attorney game. The first game to appear on Nintendo DS in Japan. I mean, all the other ones had come out here on, on DS prior to that, so that wasn't anything new. Mm-hmm. But you could definitely tell with this game specifically, like, hey, this is a... Japan finally got onto a new system and was like, hey, we can do some neato stuff with this. Yeah, you could tell that they're like, hey, touchscreens are fun, right? <laughs> These aren't just GBA remakes. Oh, man. I I love this game so much. 
And there is a reason we're talking about a fairly old game, guys. True. Like, you mentioned this, and then, like, I didn't realize this game, this was coming out so soon. But uh, the 3DS re-release of it is coming out, it's come out this week. Mm -hmm. It's already come out by the time this is up. Yep. Would have been this past Tuesday. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is essentially, I think, just the uh, the mobile versions of it, but on 3DS. Such a, a kind of HDFI. Yeah, basically the same as the uh, the the trilogy re-release that they did uh, a year or two back mm-hmm. when they put all those out, and that was were those were based on the the mobile versions as well. But yeah, y'all, Apollo is finally getting some love, and it makes me happy because I <laughs> I love Apollo. As a as a character, as a person, I love Apollo Justice. Like he, there are a few guys in gaming that, like, I'm sure you have gathered if you've listened <laughs> to multiple episodes of us. That I'm like, yeah, that's like that's a video game bay. He's perfect. Apollo's one of them. If he were a real guy, I would probably ask him to marry me immediately. No questions asked. Like. Yes, please marry me, Apollo. You are fantastic. <laughs> He's awesome. And he wouldn't feel very short if he were dating me because he always is talking about how short he is. There you go. I love Apollo. I love Apollo, guys. Like, Apollo is fantastic. It's true. It's very, mm-hmm. very true. I mean, as well, this this, this game in particular was a, a departure for the series as well because... Oh, absolutely. You know, they had the original trilogy, and we were just talking about this before we started recording, but, like, the creator of Ace Attorney, uh, Shu Takame, was basically like, yeah, we're done. We don't need to make any more of these. The story's been, story's done. Phoenix's story is complete. We don't need to add anything to it. We are good. (laughs) And then they were like, what if we made a fourth game? (laughs) And he's like, new main character. That's what we're doing. That other guy, nah, he's gone. And then everyone's like, well, what if we kept Phoenix in? He's like, God. But what if Phoenix? <laughs> well, and I agree with him. Like, Although in this one it works, mm-hmm. and some of the later ones it doesn't work as well. But um, So I guess some background story is that um, I had been a fan of Ace Attorney series like since it came out. So right. like once it, it got a North American release, it's like, this is amazing. I'm so into this. And then when Apollo was announced, I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Like new character. And for one, I thought that was genius because you needed a new character. I agreed that like Phoenix was, I don't want to say I don't like Phoenix because that's not true. But he's run his course. He's run his course. And, um, like, Phoenix needs a break. I'm kind of tired of Phoenix. So when they're like, hey, here's a new attorney and his name is Apollo and he's he's loud and young and crazy. I'm like, yeah, I'm into this. This is rad. He's red, which is weird because I don't even like the color red. <laughs> I like blue. I like blue a lot but um so then we got this game and they did shoehorn phoenix in but the way that they did it here worked right and um i guess we don't even need to have spoiler warnings for this because this is an old game when did it originally come out let's talk about release dates my, my voice broke a lot there 
<laughs> so originally this game came out on the Nintendo DS on April 12th, 2007 in Japan, February 19th, 2008 in North America, May 9th, 2008 in Europe, and then May 22nd, 2008 in Australia. Then came to iOS on December 1st, 2016 worldwide on Android on December 6th, 2016. That's also worldwide. And finally, coming to the 3DS on November 21st, 2017 in North America, November 22nd, 2017 in Japan, the 23rd of November in Europe, and then the 24th of November for Australia. Excuse me. (laughs) But yeah, like, really, the statues of limitations for for spoilers on this game, it's been 10 years. But hey, like, I mean, I, I didn't get around to playing this game until, like, what? last year is this one of the games that i harassed you about yes it totally okay, is there there are several games that i harassed jared to play and i feel like this had to have been one of them and you just confirmed that it is well like because um, like i i, I, I played problems. uh the first three and mm-hmm. five I, and I, like- I played them out of order to like i played one two five three and then this so it was real real strange yeah wow <laughs> But yeah, like I, I mean, I did like it, like coming out of it. Like I, I remember I was very, very, very impressed with it. And, I, and pretty much like after I had finished, I was like, "Why did I wait so long to play this? Like, what did, like, what was I doing?" I feel like it's some of the best storytelling that Ace Attorney has done. And I wonder if part of that is because they weren't so constrained with like Phoenix and what they had put him into. Like Phoenix very specifically had a box at that point. I mean, yeah, Phoenix but like, I would even say like you know the third game is is also like one of the best. No, you're not wrong. It's one of the best games in terms of like the storytelling this series can do, and that's like at the end of like his supposed arc and all that stuff. But like, well, well but like so you maybe said, they just like got their stride. Yeah, I, I think that's completely it. Like coming off of the the third game and into this, like the storytelling is just fantastic, which even mm-hmm. I think makes five even such like a departure. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if if you don't, like, know, like, you know, 5, they basically went back to, like, oh, this is another Phoenix Wright-led game. Apollo's kind of in it, but not really. And... Athena exists. Athena exists. Like, I remember back when I, when I, when that game came out, I was more of a defender of that game, because I thought a lot of mm-hmm. people were giving it a bad rap. But hindsight being twenty twenty and all, looking back at it after playing all the games, it's, mm-hmm. it's... It's pretty disappointing. Like, it's probably the second worst game of the series. I agree with you on that. And I also defended it when it came out. But, but, but again, yeah. like coming off of 4. Coming off of 4, yeah, it's a, it's a huge disappointment. And then looking at what 6 did. Oh, man. It even further, like, pushes that point. Like, oh, man, this is this is kind of a bummer of a game. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so, um, Apollo is introduced... To us, he is a rookie defense attorney, as we typically get, and he's working for uh, Christoph Gavin, who is this fancy pants defense lawyer. And uh, it turns out that his first client is defending Phoenix Wright, which is certainly a change case. of pace in terms of like, you know, how these games go, and like, and it's a very it's a very impactful introduction because, you know, if you've played the first three games, you kind of know how Phoenix is in terms of a character. 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, having to introduce in this game, like, oh, you're defending him and he's being charged with murder. It's like, wait, wh- what? <laughs> what? What has happened? <laughs> well, not only that, but, like, he's dressed completely different. Mm-hmm. His attitude is quite a bit different. And you're like, what happened to Phoenix? Yeah. And so it's kind of an ongoing thread throughout the game of like what the heck happened to phoenix to make him like this because i don't think you get in the introduction like how long it's been between three and four Mm-mm. that comes, that at comes the end. later yeah so you don't know how long it's been since those games have been in between and like you know obviously know something is something bad's happened yeah phoenix is a hobo now yeah <laughs> hobo feeny is usually what people call him and especially because, you know, you're getting introduced to a lot of new characters right off the mm-hmm. bat with, with Apollo, with Kristoff. And for the most part, a lot of this game is a lot of brand new characters. Like, the only returning characters is Phoenix and Emma, right? Yeah, and Emma was even, like, she was attacked on case later, so she wasn't, like, really an original trilogy. Yeah. If you had played character. that, like, that, that I guess kind of dlc case for the first game you would know who she is but if not Mm -hmm. this technically it would be a new character yeah so i mean for the most part like he's one of the only retain returning main original characters Mm -hmm. sorry i got hiccups there it's fine (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna Um, tell you how to get rid of hiccups hey eat peanut butter no do a hiccup right now it'll cure you because you'll, you'll have to think about having to do a hiccup and it, you'll just, they'll be gone. Anyways. So, yeah. So, um, so Phoenix got into, um, he's a, a piano player in, in quotations. Sing us a song. You're the club. piano man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also turns out he can't play piano. That's a pretty bad one. That's your job. Yeah, no, he can't play piano. He is actually, um, a poker player. And so um, he's a poker player and he is caught up with this guy named Shady Smith and Shady ends up being bonked on the head with a grape juice bottle and dies. And so the question was, did Phoenix kill him because Shady was cheating and uh, Kristoff is your assistant in this one. each game, you always have an assistant, so he's kind of the one like leading you to where you need to go. Which is reminiscent to you know like the first game where Phoenix had uh, Mia, Mia, and then in the third game when you play as her and she has the the big dude, which is her the dude she's working under. Oh right, right, right. So like that's a that's a common theme throughout these games, especially for your first case, like your tutorial case. Until it turns it on its head. <laughs> yes, that's true as well. So, um, Phoenix is also, in a way, an assistant. Mm-hmm. Even though he's the defendant, Right. he very much helps lead this case. And uh, you also get your first experience of like the new like 3D weird mapping, which I'm not a thousand percent sure that aged very well. Right. Like looking at the the map of the murder in 3D, mm-hmm. but what can you do? It's an older game. It was them trying to like find new things to do with the series, and especially with new hardware. Like, 
yeah. oh, why don't we do this? I actually, that's one thing I really appreciate this game is um, the new like touchscreen and new hardware things that they did. Uh, it worked. It was very, very clever. But this one, like I said, it, it just doesn't look as good, especially considering how beautiful like all the animations are. Right. It's it's kind so. of like it's it's like how in when you're playing the localized version of the first game and you get to the last case, which is like the the bonus case essentially, and it has mm-hmm. a lot of like touchscreen and DS specific like interactions with it, and it feels so out of place considering you have never done any of that in the the yep. the actual game. So, um, turns out that Kristoff is not as helpful as you would think he is because Kristoff ends up being accused by Phoenix of being the one who actually pulled off the murder. Uh, And I can't remember, I don't think it's this case where you actually get any bracelet use. I think it's the next one. But um, with the help of Phoenix, basically you turn it around and say, (laughs) turn about, uh, Kristoff is the one who did it. So... Kristoff gets, um, well, put in jail. Uh, and Apollo has now found himself without a job because he just put his boss in jail. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. So um, that's one way to uh, start out as a rookie. Yep. <laughs> but um, it ends up kind of, for one, it introduces Phoenix again. It introduces Phoenix as he currently is. Mm-hmm. And also shows you that you can't always really trust your your companion. Right. Because your companion literally murdered a guy. And also, like, even though it shows, you know, Phoenix having, like, this, this shady and rough exterior, like, view of himself. Like, mm-hmm. he's, you, you get the hint that, like, okay, that's still the same guy I've played, like, through these three games with. Even though, like, hey, still something, I know something happened. But he's yeah. he's he hasn't like changed dramatically to where he's going to start murdering people. Right. You know that Phoenix didn't murder somebody. Yeah. He's just something's off. Mm-hmm. You know that. And um <laughs> So that's how that case ends and you are now the unemployed Apollo Justice. What Whoops. a start. <laughs> yeah. Uh so then you get the second case where he ends up joining the right anything agency which is the former law services of phoenix right but actually mm-hmm. at this point it their primary source of income is trucy right it's like a talent agency now it's a talent agency and um that's why it's the anything agency and you don't really get a whole lot of explanation on trucy yet but um for the most part, all you know is this is Phoenix's daughter, which then brings up a lot more questions of how long has it been since the yeah, third exactly. game that Phoenix has a daughter. So it's really, really confusing. And, and also she's like the new your, sidekick. Um, she is the new sidekick. This is kind of your uh, your first real case where you're learning how the new mechanics work mm-hmm. and... and um, but it's also one that's not as relevant to the story. Yeah, it's mostly, just like, have... it's mostly just like, you know, 
here's all like okay here's your tutorial case that's the first one obviously and then the second one's like okay here's your first real case but also here's the new mechanics that we have in this game that we're going to introduce to you and also probably some some newer key major characters that also are gonna be introduced to you as well yep um so first apollo is put onto some some bits that are not really related um like there's a panty thief mm-hmm. and there's a, um a stolen noodle cart and there's something else but i can't remember what it is but anyway uh you have all these weird things that he's investigating well phoenix and... almost get hit, like get got hit oh, or almost got hit yeah, by a car phoenix, phoenix got hit by a car yeah um, so that's the other one is the, the, the car, the panties and, um, the, the noodle cart, which, um, it's all like, the in, panties... was, Go ahead. it's all in front of like this, like supposed like mafia families, like headquarters or something like that too. Mm-hmm, it's nearby. Yeah. And, um, the panties leads to some really, really funny jokes. Yeah. Especially third truce because, I mean, Trucy's, like, what, 13 or 14? Mm-hmm. So, um, she's also a magician. Yes. Wor- worth mentioning. She is a magician. That is her skill. So, um, Apollo is running around trying to figure out what, what's going on here. And eventually, it is revealed that there is a murder. Surprise! What? It's an ace attorney game with another murder. And, um... This is when you get, like, Emma checking things, like, you pour cement into a shoe print and are able to pull that out, and you're right. able to fingerprint dust things. And those are the new mechanics, and they work really, really well. Yeah. I think one of my favorite ones was the fingerprints, because you dust it, and then you have to blow mm-hmm. into the, the DS microphone. Which is what they introduced in that bonus case in the first game as well. Mm-hmm. Which Which I should say, like, when... I think I already knew this, but even still, like having Emma be reintroduced as like, oh, she's the new detective for this game. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love Emma. She's I great. love, love, love Emma. She's fantastic. Um, so the, the one guy who is murdered is he has the, the noodle cart that he is attached to for some crazy reason. And the mafia son is arrested for it. And he looks like a skunk. <laughs> What's his name? Wataki? Something crazy like that. I think it's Wataki. Anyway. Uh, Walkie so, Kataki. Walkie Wataki. I don't know. Is that his name? Yes. Okay. Uh, so he is a rambunctious young man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And pretty much all he cares about is his fiance. And his mom and his dad both are like mafioso people. And so Apollo is having to tie together all these weird circumstances and figure out what the heck happened and how they're all attached. And it, it leads to some crazy things like panties and uh, a dumpster and or a trash can and panties and a, a a car. Uh, one of my favorite things is that the the gangster mom has like a broom with like a knife in it. 
So whenever she gets mad at Apollo, she just like pulls the knife out of the the broom. And it's fantastic. I want one of those. <laughs> so Turnabout Corner is the name of the case. And I, I don't actually remember why it's called that. But um, you have to walkie-talkie. What is the pun there? I don't know. I don't either. There's always got to be a pun. Anyway. So, um, the clinic is where Phoenix is and you have to go check on him and that's where you run into the, the weird doctor who's not a doctor. Um, you also have the, the panty thief guy and then, um, you have the, the nurse fiance. So everybody's involved with this, and I'm sorry, this is a really terrible explanation. <laughs> it doesn't actually really matter what happens here. Literally, none of this matters to the story, except for it's entertaining. Oh, it's a play on walkie-talkie. How? Why? Why is it relevant? He doesn't have a walkie-talkie. Apparently, it says it could be a reference to the phrase, walk the walk, talk the talk. Oh, my God. Good Lord. Um... So essentially, the gist of it is that um, the the fiance was a nurse, and something went wrong with the clinic, and she wanted to destroy files, and that's what led to the murder. So, long story short, everything's connected to her. Uh, she also is terrifying. She has one of the craziest, like they always had the breakdown animations. Mm-hmm. She scares me almost as much as Dahlia did. Because she's so cutesy and nice, and she's got, like, the little heels, and she does her hands up, and she's so sweet. And then, no, this girl is not sweet. She's <laughs> the worst. I think the biggest thing besides introducing the new mechanics in this is that you you are introduced to your actual, defen- or your actual prosecutor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who is a musician, by the way, guys. He is Clavier, and he is Christoph's younger brother he is not German <laughs> he he says certain things with weird accents but he is not German they've clarified that um, he's in um, a band called uh, Gaviners well named and yeah so it's a play on winners and Gavin creative i guess and uh so he is a part-time rock star and a part-time prosecutor as you do and <laughs> honestly i think he's one of the most likable prosecutors in the entire series yeah i would agree uh, with that because he's he's not the kind that's like strictly out for winning which a lot of them are like edgeworth always was about winning until he wasn't but mm-hmm. Uh, and then later on you end up getting, um, Samurai Bro. And he was always about winning. And, It's either like, uh, for like a lot of the, the prosecutors, it's like, it's either about winning or it's about revenge. Right. And so, Clavier is willing to do whatever it takes to get to the truth. And I really appreciate that. So while he's antagonistic to an extent, 
um, like he he constantly makes fun of Apollo's forehead, which is rude. Um, he's never actually like a bad guy, right? And it's a really good dichotomy with him and his brother mm-hmm. because his brother was so purely evil, and especially because you would expect like oh with his brother being put away by Apollo, like, oh, here's another case of revenge. And that's what you would expect from this, is that you would expect him to be like, oh, you put my brother in jail, like, I hate you. But that's not what he's like at all. And yeah, he deserves to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, let's do this, bro. Let's have some good mental exercises with this this case. <laughs> um, so I really, really like him. And he's very underutilized in the series after this. Because he's only in, he's only in Dual Destinies for like a hot second. A hot second, and he's like, "Hey guys, I'm here. Here's some stuff. Bye." We're gonna do this fake trial. Okay, later. So, um, Capcom, if you're listening, please bring him back. He's wonderful. Also, he's got this crazy like twist thing on his hair that I love. <laughs> but that's the big thing you get out of this is his introduction. Mm-hmm. Which then leads us to your favorite case. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love this case. So, Turnabout Serenade. It takes place in a uh, Gaviner's concert. And you end up having to watch this great video that is like a cutscene of uh, the... Guitar's Serenade, which is an introduction of, um, I can't remember her name. What is her name? Hang on. I'm bad at names. I'm always bad at names, guys. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it is the thing. Oh, really? Lamoureux. Lamoureux. Um, so she is the mysterious song lady. Uh, she doesn't speak any English and she always wears a veil. She has this little piano child that follows her around and he's kind of supposed to be like the interpreter Mm -hmm. and they're from a foreign country and she is very, very skilled at singing. That's the gist of her, but she is participating in this concert as a, um, I guess a guest star. Yeah, that makes sense. For um, the guitar serenade. So this video is your favorite thing in the universe. Hmm. Favorite it's thing fasc- in the in the universe? Yes, clearly. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's fascinating because it's got like the little like beeping sound as the voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um. Because we still hadn't done like actual voice acting. Mm-hmm. And yet. you got like uh, the weird 3D animation here as well. Uh, if you watch the video, you get hints of what's going on. Right. But you end up having to watch this video like 20 times. <sighs> you do. Mm-hmm. It drove me mad. <laughs> I remember you complaining to me like, do I really have to <laughs> watch the guitar serenade again yes you do and then again you get to watch 
and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, so many. Um, you get to watch this a lot. You become very, very familiar with Guitar Serenade. So it's this case is very funny to me because um, Clavier is very mad mainly because his concert was messed up. Yeah. Um, but somebody's murdered during Guitar Serenade. <laughs> <laughs> so he's uh, he's not even mad about that, really. He's just mad that his concert was messed up. He's like, everything's ruined. And he's... I don't want to say he's uncooperative during the investigation, but he's just... Well, especially because like, so, this would be a huge, 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 like, probably show. Considering it's like, oh, here's these two big stars coming together for like one night only and all this stuff. That makes sense. I guess <laughs> I'll give you that. So he's mad. And also his guitar caught on fire. His guitar did catch on fire. Um, did I ever tell the fact that he like specifically throws out musical phrases in his, uh, in his statements because he does. God. Uh, I, I like the octung that he always yells out mm-hmm. is specifically like a U2 reference. Yeah. Which is awful. U2 is terrible and you really, really shouldn't ever reference them. Oh, it's such a beautiful day. <sighs> Jared. <laughs> why would you do this? It's like the one U2 song I know. Come on. They're trash. Don't ever listen to U2. I freaking hate U2. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> So, um, it's essentially like her, her bodyguard who is killed. I think it's either interpreter or bodyguard. He, he might be both. He's a giant guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all the, the fun investigations and moving back and forth, uh, underneath the stage to find out like all the tricks behind it and, uh, watching guitar serenade. A million, million, million times. And um, during the investigation, you find out that the... Uh, I can't remember if he's the bassist, but he's, he's one of the guitarists. But um, his name is Crescend, and he has like a weird shark look to him. Mm-hmm. His look is very, very fascinating. But he looks like a shark, and I don't, I don't like that. Um, turns out, though, you also find out that uh, Lamoureux, Lamoureux, um, she speaks English. Fine. Yes. yes. T- totally speaks English. She just doesn't remember anything at all. Whoops. She doesn't know who she is. It's a bad but thing. She, yeah, she she can speak English. And at one point, like her her. Piano Kid is accused of the murder. I think he is from the very beginning, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. So, um, go and we're defending, uh, defending Kid. And I forgot to mention that the new mechanic, because Phoenix has the locks, the sight locks and all that. Mm -hmm. Apollo has his bracelet. Yes. So Trucy ends up telling him, like, hey, maybe you should uh, pay attention to what's going on with your bracelet and maybe these people's ticks. You, you might find out something. Thanks, <laughs> Trucy. You're the best. <laughs> um, 
so Apollo always wears this like gold bangle and it pulses whenever he can feel like people, I guess, lying specifically, which you'd think that it pulse all the time because everybody lies in these games. Right. But it's only in specific parts where you have to find like whatever tick is going on with them to catch them in a lie, which is a cool, a cool thing. Um, I don't know that it works quite as well as Psylocke's. Because um, I always had a hard time finding the ticks. Yeah, it was not as like it wasn't that simple. Like it, it kind of did like at first, but like once you get later on into the cases, it's like it gets harder and harder to figure out like the little tiny tiny thing they're doing. And it take like they can do it for like a second during one word, and then it's like over. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Also, um, I figured out how to pronounce her name. Did you? It's La Mira. Because it's, it's, it's basically La Mira, which is the mirror in French. I... But with La, because she's a girl. La Mira. La Mira. I'll never say that right. <laughs> Gosh. That's hard. Um. Anyway, turns out that this child did not kill the bodyguard also he's not blind which is a thing he's supposedly blind but he's not um and the shark guy crescent was the one who killed the other guy mm-hmm. who was the bodyguard because he finds out that he was actually uh interpol as you do yeah <laughs> Which it should be reckoned so, like the, the shark dude is like also like a former cop. He is a former cop. Everybody in um, <laughs> Gaviner's is somehow related to the justice system. Yeah. Uh, which is a weird quirk for our band. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Like, how do you have time to go perform? Yeah, I don't know. Like, everybody's related to the justice system somehow, but he's a former cop. So um, you'd think that a former cop would know, like, hey, maybe don't murder people. You'd think. Yeah, but he did it anyway, and that sucks. But um, one of the weird ways that you find out that he did it, and I like this one, was, um, which again, you have to listen to the guitar serenade. <laughs> they have the mixing board, and you had to figure out like who missed their cue right. coming in on the song, and you find out it was him. That was a real clever mechanic that they put in there. Oh, I loved it. I thought that was so nice. Yeah. And the rest of it's just like normal Ace Attorney figuring out the the stuff. Right. Um, like you have to figure out how um, Mira Lady did her, her <laughs> dis- disappearing trick. And um, how she was able to see the uh, like into a window. It, it You know, it's normal crazy Ace Attorney logic, which... Could never actually happen in reality. None of this ever makes sense. I'm like, yeah, okay, I accept this. This is fine. This is how life works, right? Right. Um, so this case becomes somewhat relevant later. But it, it at the time, it seems kind of not connected. But it is. Yeah, very much is. Yes. Um, which then brings us to the craziness that is like the finale of it because it's all over the place. Um, 
This is where you actually find out what happened to Phoenix. Because it's two parts. It's like, here's here's what happened to Phoenix. Past and future. And then here's what's happening now. Yep. So there is a... There's an artist and he is murdered. And they think that his daughter did it. Mm-hmm. So that's the actual current case. But you also end up having to do like past work. Uh, and I, I forget exactly how it, it functions, but it, it it's a fascinating system. And <laughs> he also forgot how the system works. <laughs> what was that? Uh, so also this introduced the jurist system. Yes. Which they never bring up again. No. Just <laughs> kind of a bummer. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you find out that Phoenix was disbarred, um, for producing false evidence and it was seven years ago. Yes. Is that right? Seven. Yes. So Phoenix has been disbarred for seven dang years. Mm -hmm. Um, and you also find out that, um, Part of the case was involved with the um, the magician troupe, uh, Grammary, Grammare, I don't remember how to pronounce it. Sure, we'll go with that. Um, yeah, but the part of the case is involved because there's this entire issue about who gets the rights to the magic. Mm-hmm. And so there's um, a case with Zach, who turns out is Trucy's actual dad. Yes. So we know, oh, Trucy is not Phoenix's kid. How did he obtain this child? Um, Zach disappears in the middle of the case because um, he's afraid that he's basically going to get accused of murder. Um, because there, there's the two Grammar guys then there's the main guy. There's also a lady involved, but she's missing. Mm-hmm. Wonder who she could be. Who could it be? Yeah. So Zach pulls a disappearing act using his daughter, who does the uh, Mr. Hat trick. Yes. Which Trucy is a champion because she uses Mr. Hat a lot to get her out of situations. <laughs> And it's essentially just like a weird pop-up guy that appears from her cape and wears a hat. Actually takes her hat. Yes. And so they used her as um, a distraction to get Zach out. But then now she has no dad. So Phoenix adopts her. And um, turns out that Zach was Shady Smith, who died in our very first case. So now her dad's really dead. It all comes back to the beginning. It's all cyclical. It, it is. Uh, <laughs> so um, that's that's the past case. And um, that's the issue with the um, falsified evidence, because it was a journal um, page that was falsified. And it was falsified by the the Mishams, who is the guy who's currently murdered, mm-hmm. and his daughter is on the. Um, they think that she did it. Yes. So uh, 
this is a really complicated case. It really is. And I'm trying to describe it as best as I can, and I realize I'm doing a terrible bad job. But um, it turns out that the daughter was always the one who was doing the falsifications. And it also turns out that Kristoff was the one who basically ordered the falsification in the first place to get Phoenix disbarred. Yes. Because while, like, while Phoenix and like Kristoff knew each other... Christoph didn't really like Phoenix. Which, I mean, it seems that a lot of people don't like Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess that makes sense. Um, and you also find out that Avera, who is the daughter, has a habit of biting her nails when she gets nervous. Mm-hmm. So Christoph has been playing a very long game with this girl. And actually is somehow involved with the uh, the dad as well. It all also cycles back to Kristoff. Yep. Uh, because there is a stamp that is the the magician troop. Mm-hmm. And that stamp had a poison put on the back. So when somebody licked it, it would kill whoever licked it. Yes. However, the daughter really liked that troop, and so she wanted to keep the stamp. Mm-hmm. So they framed it. So Kristoff's long game of murdering people end up being much longer. And uh, also there's nail polish involved because, hmm, when somebody bites their nails, what if you put something in their nail polish? Hmm. Hmm. But she doesn't die. No, she, she, gets, she gets poisoned, but it doesn't like kill her instantly or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he's involved with this um, falsification scheme. Kristoff uh, ends up getting like massive, massive psych locks that you cannot unlock. And I'm still very curious about those. Yeah, that's that's probably it, that is one of the things that like from this game that they have yet to address. And it's kind of baffling that they have yet to address that because it's it's such a like sticking point. At the end mm-hmm. of this game, that like you get like those black cyclops, which you don't ever get ever, and there's mm-hmm. no way to like unlock them. And to this day, we've yet to figure out exactly okay, what is that? What's hidden behind those? It's it was a plot line that was dropped, and it's very upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the one real negative about this game. I'm trying to remember what happens after this. Because basically after she gets poisoned, that's when you go back to the past and do like the whole, the the case where he gets disbarred and all that. And then yeah. you come back to the present and a lot of more stuff happens. And then like you get the part where, you know, Phoenix like breaks into or kind of like sneaks into Kristoff's like cell and finds mm-hmm. the poison stuff. And essentially that's where you get the Cyclox. And, th- and then basically the game goes like becomes Danganronpa 2 and you get like Cyber <laughs> Phoenix, right? <laughs> Oh my god. Um, also, I, I, I'm not sure if it's during this, but it is revealed that there was a magic trick gone wrong with the troop. Right. And that the girl who was involved with the troop was shot. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a big question of where she went. Right. But 
Hmm, I wonder, is there a character that we know of who has weird amnesia and just kind of came out of nowhere and is also a lady and looks surprisingly like the lady who was involved in the magic troupe? And hmm, also, apparently, her and Zack had a kid. Hmm. Nope, doesn't ring any bells. Who could she be? Spoiler alert. Also, might be a juror on this case. No, she is a juror on this case. It's not even a mind. I know, I know. <laughs> um, which is kind of problematic. <laughs> no kidding. Um, but yeah, our mirror lady is uh, Trucy's mom. Mm-hmm. And she is uh, the old magician. And she doesn't remember anything. And she also has another role to play. Which is not revealed at this point. I'm not. I don't think. I think it's later. Like at the very end. But yeah, and then she's also a jurist on this jury thing, and like you said, Phoenix becomes Dangarapa too. So it's real weird. <laughs> it's it's really bizarre, but it works better than I'm explaining it. Way better than I'm explaining yeah, it. Yeah, it's it. It sounds real hokey, like mm-hmm. kind of when like you explain it. When you explain it, like, it's just, like, in text and all that sort of stuff, or, like, just, like, trying to speak it out. But in-game, it works very, very well. Because it's, like, the entire, like, whole weird Cyber Phoenix right thing is, like, the whole, this this new juror system that they're, they're implementing. Because, you know, because after Phoenix gets to Spar, this is the whole, you know, the justice system kind of changes. And, you know, that kind of, mm-hmm. like, translates into the next game as well. And one of the things they try and like implement is this new juror system that gives juries actually a chance to have a say in cases. And then they drop it, like you said, after this game. So it really doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, it, it really does work really well in terms of like just how how complicated this last case is, but also does a good job of giving you all the story beats that you need specifically because this is the final case and how it, it goes from the present to the past back to the present and how everything works. And one thing that I think worked very well in this, um, because Phoenix is in the game and because people do really like Phoenix, this also gave people the opportunity to play as Phoenix for a while mm-hmm. while also not making Phoenix the focus of the game. Right. And I appreciated that because um, you do get his his flashback to the the past case where he's doing the the magician uh, defendant with Zach, but um, you know he's not the focus, and he is not the focus of this final one. Even though you're still finding out what happened to him, you're still finding out what happened to the justice system. I mean, there's a lot happening here. Mm-hmm. Um. It's really, really intense. Yeah. But yeah. What we've learned is a lot. Um, Christoph sucks. Yep. Point one. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Mira Lady's real name is Thalassa. Yeah. Something and like that. And this is when you actually do find out about the bracelets because Apollo finds a picture of her. And there are bracelets on her that he's like, hey, those look familiar. Mm-hmm. And it's not clarified until much, much later why 
she has them and why he has the same bracelet. Mm-hmm. But um, turns out she is also Apollo's mom. Yep. <laughs> Trucy and Apollo are siblings. And no one will ever tell them. Nope. Ever. We've gone four. We've gone five. We've gone six. And nobody has told them that it's, they are siblings. It's real dumb because cause in four, like, they, they mention it. This is when you kind of you figure that out. And five, mm-hmm. they don't talk about it at all. At mm-hmm. the end of six as well, they're like, hey, maybe we should tell them. Eh, maybe eventually. That's so annoying. <laughs> it's real goofy. Um, one of my favorite tricks of the of the final case is that again, Phoenix has looked like a hobo this whole game. Mm-hmm. And he's got this weird papa hat. Yeah. And it turns out that he has a camera in that hat the whole dang time. Mm-hmm. And so clever. I was like, well, at least Phoenix, you know, purposefully looked like a hobo. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't it wasn't an accidental nonsense. He knew what um, he was doing. He did, and basically, you have to go up against Kristoff again. And <laughs> it's always striking that, like, anytime you never have to control Phoenix, he's very he's very in control of like what he wants to do and knows exactly what he wants to do, which is the complete opposite of how you play as him. Yeah, that's so fascinating. It's like he's so manipulative and like knows exactly what steps people are gonna take and. I mean, it, he's he's not like he's a very morally ambiguous character in this one. Mm-hmm. But he's nothing like that when you play as him. He's like, I don't know what to do. I'm so overwhelmed. Because it because it happens like, in here, and then also in six, there's the case where you play against him, and like, yeah, he's nothing. He's the same way, he's like calculating, yeah. yeah. manipulative, <laughs> and like, you're like, who are you? You're not Phoenix. <laughs> God. Terrifying, but that that is not at all. That's not the Phoenix I play as. No, it's not. It's he's just a bumbling goof. He is. He's a goofwad. But like, I also appreciate that they have that like moral ambiguity with him. Yeah, yeah. They did it here, and they did it um, when you have to go against him. Well, I imagine as well. Like, if you were you know the prosecuting team. And you had to go mm-hmm. against him constantly and like through the first three games and then through the other ones as well. Like he probably would be very like manipulative and cold and calculating like on the mm-hmm. other side, like when you're going against him, like not having his inner thoughts and all that stuff. It probably would seem like that. Yeah, you're not wrong. I didn't even think about that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 bizarre not being in Phoenix's head. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It gives him a kind of depth that he didn't really have. Yeah, exactly. But it also at certain times makes me kind of like, maybe that's why I have so many issues with Phoenix as a character now is because I feel like he's very opportunistic. In what way? I guess explain that a little bit more. So... He he knows how to work people and the system at this point, and he does it in this game. He does it in six, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say he necessarily does manipulation to get what he wants, but he does manipulation to get people to do what he wants them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, he's he's also like in in the case in six where he you have to go against him. Mm-hmm. 
he's literally on the wrong side and he knows he's on the wrong side. Right. And I know that there's like bribery, not bribery, but uh, intimidation going on there. But like, we know Phoenix better than that. And we know that he wouldn't just straight up accept that. Right. And I think you, you could even extend that to like how he is in five. Yeah. Because five, especially, I think it does a, it does a bad regression of his character. Cause it kind of just like, you see him in four and like how he is now, but then like, Oh, he gets his badge back and now he's just back to being essentially the same character he was in the first, maybe two games, not even how he was in the third game. Mm-hmm. And all that is is because, like, oh, well, you know, people didn't like Apollo Justice, so we got to bring back Phoenix and have all this stuff and try and make it the, the games the way they used to be. And it really doesn't work. Mm-mm. It's really, really annoying. Like, Apollo Justice was such a good game, and it introduced a whole bunch of new stuff. And then, like, people didn't like it because it wasn't Phoenix. And then, like, the way they even treat him in 5, where he's, like, super brooding through, like, most of it. It's like, why? Yeah, it's... Hmm. It's not great. It's, it's annoying. Mm-hmm. But, um... So, basically, everything boils down to the Jura system. And it boils down to her. Mm-hmm. So, their mom is the one who decides it, and... Again, that that's completely dropped, and yeah. the game ends with um, Apollo stays with the the right agency. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoenix obviously gets his badge back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my favorite is that um, Clavier just decides that Gaviners is going to be disbanded because he wants to be a full time lawyer. Yep, <laughs> gotta take this seriously <laughs> like, now. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, and then so we never he, see him again, except for like a brief, brief bit. It's so upsetting because it's he kind of decides that like Apollo is his his real rival, and then it's like, well, he's gone now. Bye, guy. He never appears again. <sighs> Terrible. Such a shame. It is. Um, so I mean, you you get a lot of really big bombs in, in this game and you get a lot of great characters like Trucy is such a good character mm-hmm. and I feel like people need to love Trucy right way more than they do <laughs> I mean same with Apollo people yeah. don't like Apollo and I don't know how you could not like Apollo he's great he is he's very loud uh, he has the the cords of steel yep and he yells every morning, which is funny because it's kind of like their first explanation of like yelling in the courtroom constantly. <laughs> They're just like, you know what? We have an explanation now. He just yells constantly. Yeah. He's Dan. Um, <laughs> he is Dan. I mean, he, he's, not, um, he's not Phoenix Wright, but like he never needed to be Phoenix Wright. He's good on his own. Like he has his own merits. He has his own yeah, characterization. That's part of why I think he works so well is because it's not just Phoenix 2.0. I feel like if they had just done another Phoenix, it would have been really annoying. But they're like, yeah, no, Apollo is his own dang guy. And um, one of the things that makes me love Apollo so much is he's so sassy. (laughs) He is. He's a very sassy boy. way more sassy than Phoenix ever was. (laughs) And 
he's also just kind of done all the time. Yeah. Uh, no matter what people want him to do, he's just like, oh, man. So he's a little grumpy. He's very sassy. And I love sassy characters. You do. I really love sassy <laughs> characters. So when I got him, I was like, you are perfect and I love you. And then five happened. <laughs> and then five happened. I mean, the good thing is, like, they kind of course corrected with six. And, like, essentially, that's a that's the Apollo Justice sequel. That it is. You're never going to get Apollo Justice 2, but, like, that's as good as it's going to get, probably. It's unfortunate because I wanted Apollo Justice 2. Right. I mean, I hope, like, with with how the events of six are, I'm not going to go specific mm-hmm. into those because that's still spoiler I territory. Wouldn't. You could theoretically make it Apollo 2 how, with how that game ends up. Oh, absolutely. Actually, one thing that I think would be really, really interesting is to do an Apollo Justice 2 and then do like a split off and have, you know, mentor Phoenix with Athena. Yeah. I think that's something we talked about like after that game ended was like, hey, you know, make the next game or like do a split off of it. Where, like, you know, here's Apollo doing his thing and then have the next have the other game be more focused on Athena but put Phoenix mm-hmm. back into that mentor role to where, you know, he's he's still there because you could still have Let him, him there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could still have him there and, like, have him be, like, you know, how he is in this game because, you know, maybe have, putting Athena into her own game specifically without Phoenix is maybe not the best move, but having him yeah. still there and having him kind of have that character felt but not necessarily be the focal point would still completely work. And I think that's part of why I like Apollo Justice so much is they do let Apollo stand on his own. Like Phoenix is there, but he's never the only character. Mm -hmm. Like they, they put him in the background. He does his manipulations and his, his non piano playing, which I think at the end of it, he does say that he's going to take piano lessons. (laughs) I mean, he kind of got busy with other stuff. So I doubt he, he, went too far with that yeah uh one of my favorite things about five and six though is that when you go into the right anything agency after that uh you'll find his uh his hobo hat Mm -hmm. just chilling in the back of the office every single time it's literally just become like a mess of like or a mixture i should say of it's a law office but also here's a bunch of this magic stuff yeah i love trucy Mm -hmm. i love love trucy but like guys they need to know that they're siblings (laughs) no kidding they need to know. It's It's been too long. And also, like, there's some weird stuff in 6 where they're like, hey, maybe you guys should hook up. It's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 Apollo's already got his, his lady. His cat? No. Oh, he has a cat. He had, That one girl from 5 was, like, into him. Oh, she's so cute. What was her name? The one girl from five that was into him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Athena's friend. Yeah. Shoot, I just saw it, so like... I could find it here. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I can stop scrolling. Juniper. Juniper. Although a lot of people on the internet ship um, him and Athena... And then a lot of people on the internet ship him and uh, Clavier, of course. That's the that's the least surprising thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. Um, 
but Apollo Cannon has a cat, so. Why don't we get Apollo that. and his cat? Apollo Cat Justice. Apollo Cat Justice. It's just cat trial. Lord help us all. Lord help what us am all. I even saying? <laughs> we were we were talking about this before we we started recording, but like, you know, the announcement that like, hey, they're gonna make another Ace Attorney game for this time for Switch. It's supposed to come mm-hmm. out sometime. You know, our ideas are like, hey, do the ones that come after seven. Lady Layton versus Apollo. Hmm? I would play the heck out of that game. Lady versus Lady versus Lady Apollo. Lady Layton. <laughs> Lady Layton versus Apollo would be perfection. It's like the new blood, you know. Yeah. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. They should do that. I I I, I hope it's something good, and not just like oh, here's five and six for Switch or something like that. Or like, here's a collection of the older games for Switch. Like, I hope it's something new, and I hope at least it comes over here. Because yeah, because <laughs> I mean, that's not always the case. But hopefully, it's something like you know we've talked about where you know it's not just here's Phoenix Wright again. Uh-huh. Because man, like even after the last game, like where it really became fan servicey of like here we're gonna reunite him and Maya and all this stuff like. What else can you do with that character? Not a lot. Make him be a better dad? I don't know. Yeah, like there's literally, there's nothing else really that you can do with that character that's interesting or intriguing by a storytelling standpoint because, you know, you've already had like him him and Edgeworth go at it in the last two games. You had him reunite with Maya. You had him kind of like take over, re come back into the fold and usher in this new era of of defense attorneys like, there's literally, I mean, like we started off talking about with this episode, like, you know, they thought he, they thought he was done after the third game. Yeah, he's he's officially done, done. Yeah, like, I, in my opinion. I don't think you could get any more mileage out of that character in terms of, like, a playable role, or at least, like, a main character role. He should just fall back into mentor role at I, this ab- point. Yeah, absolutely. Can I tell you my favorite thing about the fact that Apollo Justice is getting re-released? No. I'm kidding, you can. <laughs> well, now I'm sad. Um, <laughs> Capcom released a plushie of Apollo. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Guess who ordered that? Not you. Totally me. <laughs> Spent like 20-something bucks on it. It was awesome. I'm real excited. Eventually, it'll get here from Japan. <laughs> that is the least surprising thing ever. <laughs> oh, I know. Like, as soon as I saw that they were releasing that, it was like, how do I pre-order this immediately? Please, somebody just let me buy this thing. <laughs> I'll buy three. I don't even care. Just please give it to me. <laughs> and it sucks. Like, I want so much more Apollo merch, and it, it's, it's not severely there. lacking. Yeah. It's not there, and it's disappointing. Like, you guys, I love Apollo. Well, maybe if they give him a new game, maybe there'll be uh, more merch for him. Hopefully. Basically, what I'm saying, guys, is... Y'all need to get over your your Phoenix boner and give Apollo a shot because he's fantastic and you didn't give him a fair fair shake at it because he's awesome. And hey, if you've never if you somehow never played this game originally when it came out or were like, man, it's probably too expensive to buy a DS card of it or I don't want to play this on my phone. Get the 3DS version. It's avail- It's digital only. It's only twenty bucks. Like. For 20 bucks, you are getting a heck of a game. 
Yeah, and I mean, the game does a way better job of explaining all this nonsense than I ever could, because <laughs> that's one thing about Ace Attorney games, is they're always so overtly complicated and really difficult to explain to people, and I realized that when I started doing this this podcast. Right. Um, like, today. <laughs> and I was like, crap, these are really hard to explain to people. But it's so good, and even with me telling you, like, what happens to the to a certain extent like even just watching it playing through it is just it's amazing there's a lot more like nuance and just like description that the game will tell you yeah i mean if i had gone through every single detail we would, would be, be here like, for like three eight four or five hours yeah so um i did my best on explaining the cases and considering i haven't played it in a long time but um i think you did a good job round of applause thanks. Yay! I've also played this game a lot, way more times than you. Yeah, I only played it once, so. Um, so I was like, I, you should probably leave discussion on this. It's it's one of those games that I always just go back to. Right. Yeah. Um, like I, I don't know what it is about Apollo, but I I love it. That's fair. I love him. You do. Mm-hmm. He's perfect. He's he's like right up there with Akihiko. And that's saying something. That is. That's that's the high that's the high watermark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's 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 awesome, guys. And I, I hate that people shit on him so much. And I don't understand that. We never will. No. It's it's a mystery. The ultimate mystery. Why do people not love Apollo Justice? Because he's amazing. Also, go buy, pl- buy plushies of him because that exists now, and it's cute, and I'm probably going to cuddle with it all the time. <laughs> oh. Send me my mail faster, Japan. <laughs> the entirety of Japan is just trying to get me this Apollo. We gotta get her this plushie! <laughs> I don't know how to say that in Japanese, but that, that's what's happening. Oh. Guaranteed. Well... I think that's going to wrap this episode up. Yep, and it's been our 50th, and uh, our 50th was all about my my mega game crush. One of them, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, this game is fantastic, and if you haven't played it, please play it, because it, it's, it's really, really good. And I, I don't think people gave it a fair shot when it first came out because it wasn't phoenix so go in and like ignore the fact that it's not phoenix for a minute and just play it as an ace attorney and you'll be like whoa okay i get this now yep, yep, yep. get over your phoenix salt <laughs> uh well anyways hey i hope hey. i hope people had a nice thanksgiving that was this past right. week or i guess that's only if you're in america if you're elsewhere hope you had a good thursday <laughs> also don't eat turkey because turkey's garbage yeah it's it's terrible it's bad. we're getting prime rib here i'm gonna have ham because i'm a basic like, white boy <laughs> i don't like ham we're doing prime rib because you know mcdivitt's do it right i mean if it was me i would just be like i'm gonna have pizza like come on oh my god can you imagine just thanksgiving being pizza that'd be amazing It'd be the Get best some- Write some breadsticks? Like, heck yeah! That's what I'm going to do when I'm, like... I don't know. I was going to say when I'm an adult, but I'm very much <laughs> an adult already. <laughs> I'm, like, 
past the threshold of adult. It's the only way to do it. Is, you know, get like boring food. Like who wants to eat like turkey and stuffing and non-seasoned mashed potatoes and gravy? I mean, I eat my mom's mashed potatoes and they're boss. So, <laughs> but then again, like I just love potatoes. The only good thing to come out of Thanksgiving is that, like, we also get pie. At least my family does. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, they'll be like, oh, here's, like, a pumpkin pie or an apple pie. But, like, for me and I think, like, some other people, it'll be like, here's this, like, <laughs> like Hershey pie, essentially. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. That's the good no, stuff. The best thing to come out of Thanksgiving is Bob's Burgers Thanksgiving episodes. <laughs> But we hope that you had a good holiday if you are one of those who has that holiday. And if you are not, um, at least you don't have to eat turkey. That's true. Also, if you have mm -hmm. to work, my condolences. Good luck. Yeah, for real. Don't stab anyone because people are going to be complete assholes. Yeah, this weekend's going to blow, guys. Especially because so. they do all the sales now on Thursday. Well, they won't. They'll, Thursday will already have been passed by the time this comes. So oh, yeah, I hope yeah, you yeah, survived yeah. and I hope people weren't terrible yeah. to you. Retail is the worst, it's the worst, and I feel a lot of sympathy for everybody, and I hope that everybody tries to yeah. be very nice to you. The only good thing about working those days is that they go by pretty fast because you're so busy, but other that's the only good thing. Other than that, it is terrible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's trash. Terrible. So yeah, hope you had a good holiday. Maybe you, you found a good deal on the online or in store somewhere, and you were able to get something nice for yourself or something like that. Or if you're just out elsewhere, hey, have a good Thursday and buy yourself, treat yourself, buy yourself something nice, but, like Apollo. Yeah, exactly. The game because that comes that, that has come out this week. <laughs> yeah, treat yourself with Apollo Justice. There you go. But anyways, more from us. Go see slamacheckup.com or sac.cool for past episodes of this podcast, where we haven't talked about any other Ace Attorney games, which is very surprising. It is given who we are. Mm -hmm. uh, but go check out all our other, other episodes. They're all very good. All 49 yeah. other ones of them. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, you can also check out uh, Jared and I watch Salem and Crystal where we document our way through Salem and Crystal and we are wrapping up the first season of that. So you can listen to us get hyped about the end of the first season of Salem and Crystal. Mm -hmm. Talk about all that jazz. That's Wednesdays each week at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can also find the mainline season anime checkup podcast as well. And there's columns and reviews up there as well. For more from Anladium, go to anladium.com for columns and reviews and all her cool stuff. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup for the Twitters. All send me pictures of Apollo. Send Al pictures of Apollo. Mm-hmm. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SACOVA if you want to support our little podcast here. Keep us doing what we're doing. Thank you. Uh, next week will be something random again like this probably because... Yeah, we're in a weird place because we're waiting for other stuff to come out, but yeah. we'll figure it out. Because essentially we have, you know, we have the end of this month... Xenoblade 2 comes out, and that won't be... But we be, have to have time to play Yeah, so that'll it. be like a couple of weeks after that. So there'll be a couple of weeks in between that where we'll have like some random stuff. And then we have some ideas for the end of end of the year, essentially. Like we have a Christmas episode planned, and then 
uh, right before New Year's, there's a there's a special episode that's going to be happening then as well. Excite bike, guys. Excite bike. So, yeah, stuff to look forward to as we round out uh, 2017, finally. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> so, yeah, look forward to something cool next week when we uh, start our climb to episode 100. Nice. No, that's 69. 